Hi, you're listening to the New Space India podcast, a bi-weekly talk show that exclusively brings insights from the Indian space activities ecosystem. I'm your host Narayan, the co-founder of India's first space-focused think tank, Spaceport Sarabhai. Guests on the New Space India podcast help you understand space activities related macro and micro trends within India in all aspects including space history, local industry, space science, technology evolution, law and policy, art and more. The New Space India podcast is supported by Dassault Systems, a global leader in providing businesses and people with collaborative virtual environments to enable sustainable innovations. Dassault Systems Solutions supports startups, small and medium scale enterprises and original equipment manufacturers in developing disruptive solutions for space launchers and satellites. Hi and welcome to yet another episode of the New Space India podcast. Today we have here Apurva who is one of the co-founders of a company called Space Fields that is based in Bangalore and incubated in the Indian Institute of Science in Bangalore. So Apurva, thank you so much for taking the time to speaking with me today and welcome to the show. Thank you Narayan, thank you for inviting me. It's a great opportunity to speak here which we have been listening for a while. So I I am really excited that you have you are now recording newer episodes. So yeah, happy to be here. So let's go back to what your founding team is and why begin a company like Space Fields. You know, in what is the background of your team and where did this idea of starting a company like Space Fields has come about? So we are actually three co-founders myself, Ronak and Sudarshan. We are batchmates from the same university. It's VSS UT Burla in Odisha. It's one of the oldest universities in the country established back in 1956 even before any of the IITs. came in it was actually in 2016 2016 was the diamond jubilee year of our university so 1956 2016 it was celebrating 60 years of existence and our institute has produced well over 30 40000 alumni spread across the world and it was celebrating a global alumni meet and there a problem statement came up that the hirakud dam which is the world's longest dam just a few kilometers away from our university it's facing sedimentation siltation and there are not enough ways to measure it actively in a real time we took that as a problem statement we started how do we approach this of course drones and underwater rovers these were not feasible because the da- the dam is very vast it's a 26 km long dam the catchment area is twice the size of sri lanka then we immediately realized we had to go higher into altitude and of course there was nrsc so they have satellite images they already do a lot of surveying for such projects but we started that we should build our own small cansat launch it using our own sounding rocket to the desired altitude that we want and the rocket ejects the payload at the apogee and we recover both of them through a parachute and while the payload descends it captures the images of the dam it would have lidar and other sensors on board that that's how we got started into rocketry of course the our institute does not have an aerospace department i am a civil engineer and a structural engineer i completed masters in structural when we initially pitched these ideas it was obviously preposterous we did not have any background no dedicated workspace to work so everything literally started out of our hostel backyards our own pocket money and yeah it was the alumni who supported us they were well placed in isro drdo iic they gave us the backing and that's how we got started dozens and dozens of our rockets blew up nose dived before it 
took a proper flight and deployed payload at the altitude that we wanted yeah that that's how we got started 2016 to 2020 we built and launched seven sounding rockets successfully up to 5 kilometer altitude we could have gone higher but 5 kilometer is like the dgc airspace level yeah from there I think we inherently had a attraction towards space. We got opportunity to work at ISRO, DRDO, train at ISRO and DRDO. And then it was, after graduation, it was a natural levitation towards starting a space tech company and hence Space Wheels was born. And that's very interesting background to how you guys have matured this idea because often teams don't carry forward after graduation and everybody goes their own way. To a large extent. So one thing that comes to my mind here is obviously you guys were in Odisha and you're now in Bangalore to a large extent. You know, how did this evolution take place where you come from a college project to then going ahead into a more professional environment and kicking off your own company? That's a very big change to be have done. So what is the reason why you levitated towards Bangalore and how did this idea of really having a concrete idea around launch vehicles come about sure sure no yeah somewhere in 2020 i think the unlocking reforms of the sector were announced and we had been in rocketry much before that anil prime minister spoke about us in his monkeywald program back in january 2019 we registered a limca book of record asia book of record for building and launching a series of sounding rockets um Trained at somewhere, I think. So I was training in the summer of 2018 at ISRO Ahmedabad. Dr. Tapan Mishra was the then director. And I was in a team called Vedas, Visualization of Earth Observation Data and Archival System. And that time, I think uh, Adani Green Energy had approached SAC and they signed an MOU. Adani was planning to establish solar power plants. They wanted weather and satellite information around how to maximize the energy output, best location, you know, average sunlight power or solar solar variation and all of that. So that's how I think I realized that there is immense commercial value in the sector that space derived data is the new oil. And obviously satellites around the earth are there to collect these data, but they need rockets first to put them into the desired orbit. When the COVID hit, we graduated, we first went into some jobs to stabilize things. I was in a financial services firm. My other two co-founders, one was in LNT, one was in Accenture and all of us were in Bangalore. Uh, so that's how there was a transition to Bangalore. And when we finally, after the third wave, incorporated the company, Bangalore was the natural choice because the ecosystem was here. We immediately got incubated by IIC. So yeah, that, that was evolution. So how easy is it to get incubated in a place like IIC? Because obviously IIC is a very reputed organization and they have a very strong, uh, I am sure that they have a very strong filter to incubating companies in one form or the other. What is the process of for any other founder interested in the space tech run in getting incubated and then through selection process again? Right. Of course, IIC primarily, so only does deep tech or deep science, right? That's the first criteria. Second, the criteria is that you have to have a faculty advisor from IIC first before you you even apply. Our faculty advisor is Dr. Pratikash Panda from Propulsion in Aerospace Department. Apart from that, there are other faculty who are engaged with Dr. Charlie Um and Dr. Radhakant Padi. There has to be an IIC faculty on board with you. And third is what IIC or SID to be specific primarily looks at is founder product fit because when incubating such early stage, there is no PMF. So you have to look at founder product fit and there I think some demonstrable experience always carries weight. 
so of course they have incubated bellatrix digantra astrom before us so they have a sound understanding and yeah all of these three takes and you you can get into sid iscs great so what is space fields what is the idea behind the company and what is it that you exactly want to achieve sure. we initially started with of course the conceptualization happened with launches a big market so many launch companies coming up india needs its own launch companies so of course it initially started with that idea that small satellite launch segment is an extremely lucrative business but as lucrative as it may be it's extremely cap intensive as well so we realized that very quickly with we with just one or two months of pitching and talking to people so we had to thinks so as to how do we appeal the pitch to attract capital and to be honest it's extremely difficult at the moment for any startup especially in space tech to raise their first check because i feel most of the risk capital has been absorbed by all these 10 12 startups and investors are yet to see a return so we immediately gravitated towards what is something that we can quickly build and monetize so that's how our focus emerged into solid rocket propulsion right dual use solid rocket propulsion we realized that there are launch vehicle players there are satellite propulsion players startups but there are no solid rocket propulsion players or solid rocket engine makers here in in india so given our own self taught experience of doing solid rocket propulsion with our dozens of sounding rockets we got into it of course there's a high barrier to entry it's a highly regulated space so right now our fo- our focus is dual use solid rocket propulsion for space and defense yes and it's a very interesting niche obviously there's been this niche of solid rocket propulsion for many decades now in fact most of them rockets have evolved from this so from what you are mentioning what type of businesses are you into because obviously solid rockets are can be used both in the civilian space and the segment at the same time so the companies like skyroot and agnikul they are one could say that they are in the civilian space launch delivery systems and their market is then small satellites and uh, constellations of uh, civilian small satellites or whatever even defense satellites if they want to launch them and if they have an opportunity uh, so you guys are then talking about system that can be used both for defense as well as civilian use cases yes yeah when of course when we got started the reason we had to naturally gravitate towards defense and yeah typical investors or people generally don't like defense or government as a customer but nonetheless we gravitated towards defense naturally because that's where i think the funds were because unfortunately although we have opened space isro is not funding startups at the earliest stages so defense there are lots of routes that you can get funds from you can sustain you can build credibility there are early adopters um so dual use solid rocket propulsion in defense of course mic from micro missiles to large icbms we all know it uses small to large solid rocket engines and while in space strap on motors to abort motors thrust motors spacecraft and kick motors a lot of them use solid rocket engines there is a third vertical that we are also targeting that we initially did not envisage but in an expo that we were presenting a large drone customer approached us and they wanted us to build they they saw our solid rocket engines and they said can you build micro solid rocket engines for drones 
because they were they wanted to build kamikaze drone loitering munition drone and tube based launch drones which themselves employ micro rocket propulsion systems we are engaging with a large drone customer as well to see how we can miniaturize these solid rocket engines so that the drones can achieve higher altitudes or have a soft kill or hard kill capability so these are the three verticals that we are primarily targeting again interesting in that sense so maybe to just talk through on the timing of this because at the end of the day a lot of the companies a lot of the startups as well as the ability for them to mature there was a survey that said that i think obviously about 60 to 70% of the success of a company is based on the timing of its the timeline and the timing to the market right it will be interesting to know what is your thesis about why is this the right time and why is india the right place for this because obviously you have in a space where governmental customers and government capacity exists to a large extent so isro has its delivery systems you know drdo has its delivery systems and you are now trying to innovate in this space it would be very interesting to know why you think this is the right time and this is the right product and like india is the right place sure so of course first of all there is a macro scenario right there is liberalization of defense there is privatization of space so government wants to encourage more and more startups to come up more and more competition to happen and more and more innovation to happen right so of course large companies do exist but they are primarily so to say they are contractors they are limited as vendors and one of the reasons startups are an essential part of slow moving industries like aerospace and defense is that they drive innovation through fast and lean execution so all these incumbents they are often more concerned with the bottom line than they are with sweeping advancements it's very critically important that startups come up otherwise the industry itself would risk stagnation the nation that now we are building critical capabilities both in upstream and downstream the timing of it is again important from a strategic standpoint that startups need to come up need to drive this innovation build large value out of these sectors and i think the government was very they they made the right they took the right steps because they realized which are the sectors where we have a large capability but we have not gotten our deserving market share and space was one of them and uh, that's why now all of this focus is there and hence we feel that the building out of india for the globe is the right time to do so yeah that that's about the timing of it and the timing obviously we talked about but in terms of the customer base that you are looking at this is also an interesting part of this right because obviously with a civilian focused uh, customer base you can still target a lot of the international markets and obviously the trade in the civilian space is easier in customer acquisition in the international customer base so what is it that you foresee you foresee that government of india becoming you know your default anchor customer to this or your first customers will then come from abroad how this would envision from your perspective yeah of course since i i am talking about missiles so to say then of course government has to become the first early anchor customer the sales cycle yes it's difficult it's difficult to first get your foot into the door it's difficult to establish credibility is difficult to get money out of government so yes uh, there is no reason to say that there are no risks here or there are no difficulties here but nonetheless i think it's worth trying for us one because of I, of the because of what i said that you know government has a positive outlook towards it so that's one second it has a very large export opportunity let it be g2g or let it be b2g it has a very large export opportunity there and third what we have not even yet factored in is the drone opportunity a lot of private contractors who are coming up who want to build drones for defense drones for homeland security that's an emerging sector 
and as the drone threat rises the counter drone market is also becoming extremely opportunistic so there was this incident i think some happened that a drone took down a single drone took down a large 10000 crore plant or something in aramco we are working on a project with a defense contractor we are building a highly precise counter drone kill system which is again a small 2 foot micro so yeah these opportunities exist and yes we are hoping that the government of india is a early anchor to us so that's why we are in this space yeah one thing that you mentioned uh, which is very interesting is the word credibility because this is the central thing to any business in this space as such how do you build credibility that's the key question right because obviously one part of this is your background of having gotten some experience working through the system and incubating yourself in iic and so on but for your business to thrive what are the steps building this credibility journey right yes so credibility is extremely important especially in a country like india right so everybody from any government funding agency to any private investor there they have they're going to ask about credibility and it's extremely tough to establish credibility unlike the west where we see even very young startups very young founders getting into the space so one i think we have to take small steps and we have there is no easy way to do it so that's why we started with very small pilot projects that we can deliver just to build credibility i think any startup should first focus on of course there's a very large vision but you have to break it down to actionable points at a day level so what do you do the next day how do you go and sell out to your potential customer i think that's very important start small you no need to go out and to to drdo asking for a multi crore project so we went out to the drdo missile cluster the defense armament cluster primarily that's where we lies so we asked them for small pilot projects and nothing very big let it be few lakhs just execute a system build a system and execute it and deliver it i think that builds a lot of credibility at first and of course since since the ecosystem the private ecosystem is picking up the startup ecosystem is picking up everything is nascent so always there is someone who has to take a leap of faith right so there is this big situation that we face on a day to day level that someone like drdo or someone if someone has to give an order then there is a very large procurement process what's your what facility do you have what capability do you have setting up this facility and capability itself requires funds so it's a very difficult catch 22 situation but some you have to sell your story and somehow get someone to take a leap of faith either get someone to give you an order or get someone to give you funds yeah i understand that there are a myriad of startup failure statistics that we all hear about it 80 to 90% fail within 5 years 10 years but the seismic takeaway is that anyways the odds are stacked against startups more so for us right that we are in difficult industries but for every edison jobs gates or musk i think there are perhaps thousands who tried they had a piece for a while but lost it eventually so i think it's important to try it out first have actionable steps sell something Uh, even before you have anything yeah building credibility one step at a time that's it's the hardest way possible so yeah what is the mood like in the investor world to a company like you because this is a space where i'm sure that a lot of investors don't have any clue about what is the landscape like and for them to take a call on uh, what kind of risk is in it for them in the investment space and it seems to me that there could be two types of investors that are really interested in this space right so one is really maybe 
companies who have always existed in the defense space and are looking to diversify and use innovative companies like you to churn out put out new products and then be a part of that success story to a large extent or it could be somebody who is a really bold deep tech investor and wants to look at an area like defense then have a go at this right what is the landscape like at this point of time so yeah the as i said the investor outlook is extremely difficult at the moment and and even for let's say someone like skyroot and agnikul or slightly matured companies they have difficulties raising growth capital while we are at our very like pre seed seed stage and we have difficulty raising our first checks because of all sorts of typical reasons you you must have heard about there is no thesis we don't understand this domain it's hardware which is which is bad that we why are we so afraid of hardware when a lot of value it can create large amount of gestation highly capital intensive sectors again there are these com- companies that spend hundreds of crores worth of marketing down the drain and still loss making companies imagine if those hundreds of crores can go into some r&d company which can build technology that is worth billions if not less the investor outlook i think will change with time probably some success stories out from some of our more matured startups would change the outlook of this industry but till that time i think we have to perceive uh, persevere and exist and continue to build small just build every day nonetheless in and talking about large companies that have existed in this space that would have a natural affinity to the space but when these companies i have interacted with a lot of them they are again highly slow moving no one wants to risk during their top line and bottom line as opposed to say someone like lockheed martin or raytheon in the west who invest in a number of startups but we have not seen startup investments from our large conglomerates that there are in this space right i think the entire industry outlook has to change and that would change if startups like us they bring credibility and bring success out there so yeah what would you think is the role of government here because there is a very important thing here which is going beyond you know news and press as well as announcements which is very important for companies to survive and thrive because obviously i appreciated that the government is opening up to companies like you and they're opening up to the private sector to a large extent but it should not be just signaling but it should be also in action to a large extent right so i know that there is some scheme like idex and other things that have been taken off to a large extent now but beyond these initial things that have happened with idex and so on there are two major aspects that are very important and interesting right one is really what you already mentioned the word procurement and easing out procurement for companies like you where you're given an opportunity to show that you have credibility and you have the capability in terms of becoming an anchor customer to a product that doesn't exist to a large extent so that is one aspect of overhauling procurement and would be interesting to know your view on that and the second is really i think i'm not a very big fan generally of government giving direct money i would much rather have government give contracts even if they are products that don't exist to a large extent so that people can go raise money based on that demand so that is something that that i always talk about to a large extent because handing out money is a very slippery slope and it may not lead me outcomes to a large extent so would love to hear your thoughts around this yes see i totally ro- resonate with your thoughts and i i recently read one of your posts i think five year uh, outlook on where you have i think touched based on a lot of these points for all our listeners here i think if they haven't read it they should so one of course government has to create this demand 
even before it exists anchor it out as an early customer assured markets um this will give some incentive give some comfort to the private investors in this space second is yes the procurement process it needs to be overhauled needs to be eased out we as a startup regularly struggle with defense procurement process to be specific and third is i think there is an inherent amount of risk taking ability that needs to trickle down from the top to the very grassroots level it's not just that we the entrepreneurs are taking all the risk here right the entire ecosystem has to take certain amount of risk and that includes each and every one in this ecosystem a typical drdo scientist to a typical bureaucrat in the space or defense department they all have to accept a certain amount of risk i think some steps have been taken you said you mentioned about idex there is tdf these steps have been taken to demand fund fund these startups at an early stage but a lot has to be done not just in letter but in spirit it's it's absolutely important that the entire ecosystem absorbs this entrepreneurial mindset within themselves this risk taking mindset within themselves if we have to leapfrog in these sectors and if you have to if i have to put you into a spot i would love to ask you what in your perspective should be done for procurement as well as demand creation that you believe will really catalyze what you are doing i think so there is always this challenge that the government faces because at the end of the day it's tax pays money and the amount of risk that they can take with tax pays money is extremely limited they have a spectacle they they also have to be with where they put tax pays money into but there is a way that they have to statistically define that how many startups can they fund uh with risks failures or probabilities can be incorporated in that model of course hundreds of startups even if say 10 or 15 or 20 succeed you are going to see your money back eventually probably tenfold what the government needs to do is identify i think people look into demonstrable experience what they have done even with the least amount of resources whatever they had if they built something out of nothing help them with small contracts let it be 50 lakh 1 crore small contracts have deliverables have milestones have tranches everything and just support support this so the another challenge what typically the government infrastructure faces is, is lack of manpower so some so istro scientists drdo scientists they are already choked with projects they are choked with their own deliverables drdo has to deliver systems and all this continuously for the end users for the forces istro has to do their own space missions they are dedicated workforce now of course in space has come up but yeah i think the manpower is also a big issue here that everyone i speak to drdo scientists regularly someone says i have 40 projects currently at my plate i have 50 projects currently at my plate then why do i add to another uh, project it adds to all my burden right so uh, i think that has also to be eased out in some way there is no silver bullet answer to it but i think it can begin with at least that we need to put out the red carpets to startups and support them in whatever way possible yeah this is a very complex problem for sure to a large extent and for me one thing that i didn't mention in that article that i put together that i always now reflect on and probably i will write a follow up of that particular article is procurement has two sides to it really so one is really how do you incentivize companies and also the second part of it which i didn't mention in that article is how do you provide immunity to bureaucrats because 
the problem is that i can empathize with a lot of people in the system either in isro or drdo or all of these places because they have rules to follow as well and they cannot take any decisions out of turn and they need the higher p orbit people to give them that kind of a system where they have immunity to take such decisions as well and unfortunately that immunity doesn't exist because the procurement mechanisms are very centralized and decentralized procurement systems are not yet there yet in the country or decentralized procurement mechanisms based on the sector and especially placing strategic sectors like defense and space outside of the usual sphere and creating dedicated channels for that is a very big change and to a large part that involves providing immunity to bureaucrats who can take bold decisions yes yes giving them all the resources that they need to take this decision i think they a lot of defense procurement is also happening on gem government e marketplace so yeah it's positive but it's we are not there yet we're far from there yet and we can just as entrepreneurs we can just grasp that tiny small hope and keep going <laughs> Yeah absolutely I think what you are doing is extremely difficult for sure and trying itself is a very big thing in this sort of a space and I can only imagine because it's a very tough space to operate in and trying itself is a big step to a large extent so when you are talking about the milestones that you want to achieve to be very honest with you I think this space may need another 5 to 7 years to evolve to a large extent right it may not be something that happens overnight or it you know the government is going into the election mode next year and then if they, then you will not see a lot of progress on any kind of big decisions to a large extent so you will need to survive that next 5 to 7 year period to emerge out of all of this and again keep building credibility so how do you foresee surviving and thriving in the in this horizon and do you have enough committed horizon or even other mechanisms such as government grants or other ways in which you can keep up the innovation to be able to make it in that time frame yep yep so definitely so sector we are in it's nascent it's in itself so it's uh, important that any startup here has at least if not 12 to 18 months of runway even 12 is a small period to be honest for us personally yes we are we have adequate runway for the next year for this coming year particularly we have grants in the pipeline we have a lot of personal capital committed um we have six or seven multi crore projects mostly in drdo and idex that that are in the pipeline no breakthrough yet to happen but hopefully we have to just persevere i think there is there is also we did not mention tdb technology development board of dst who is now giving out soft loans that startups should capitalize on so yeah uh we we need to have insured at least a 12 to 18 month runway before uh, we plan to do anything and in that time you have to keep coming up with milestones such as keep accelerating your trl levels and hopefully some investor is going to take a punt on you down the line but you don't know when that's going to happen so you just have to keep talking to them and keep updating them so yeah yeah for sure good luck with uh, all of this is definitely a very big challenge as such so i wanted to know how big is your team at the moment and how do you foresee this delivery of some of these projects as well because obviously one of the most critical aspects of this is to have a team that can operate around every subsystem and every aspect of this 
uh, how has your team matured over the course of the time that you have been in existence so we are a 12 membered full time team including the three of three founders of course we have aerospace engineers propulsion engineers avionics engineers mechanical engineers our team is young to be honest zero to three years experience because that's how we can afford at the moment to be honest apart from that uh, there are advisors who help us free of charge so to say which is difficult to get access to xdrdo iic so we have to leverage all of that expertise to keep deep to to the north light for us to that we're going in the right direction and we want to do hi, we want to do hiring uh from a few months from now hopefully for certain specific projects because it requires a certain specific amount of expertise mm. from there i think once there is a large amount of funding then you can hire very senior leadership we have already identified the, those people who are advising us so from the perspective of testing for example is a very critical area this is something that we didn't talk about obviously the way in which you can test out a lot of your equipment is very different to other companies to a large extent and especially even the ones that you mentioned like the application in drones is again very interesting and normally obviously again testing is a big part of the landscape for government organizations as well and they have their dedicated centers with char and then drdo in and all of these abdul kalam and all of these places so how is the testing landscape for a company like you because you are a private company and is there access to testing facilities for you guys yes so yeah just i think week ago or so we unveiled india's first aerospike engine we cold flow tested it within iic's propulsion complex so one part of getting incubated with iic is we get free or subsidized access to all the labs all the facilities that are there within the institute apart from that we have to have larger facilities uh, access to larger facilities as well and to be honest i think government has done a lot towards opening it today at any point you can log on to say hal bdl bel all of these defense psus or the drdo facilities and there is a dedicated information that you are going to find out that these are the testing facilities that are available with us you can write us here you can reach us here if you are a private sector company and they will facilitate the access to it and of course it's true you can access now through in space we are in touch with them apart from that if you have to test real life sort of special this is specifically for defense there is army has something called an army design bureau navy has something called nio naval innovation and indigenization organization where you can actually go to the say the front line and test your product so there are frameworks now that i think they have the government has put up across all its defense psus agencies different departments you just need to find the right information and yeah follow it up with the concerned person to get access to it right from pure play maturity of your company to me at least from the outside looks like the drone may be the first immediate opportunity and then maybe either the defense or space whichever works out to a large extent maybe defense first because it doesn't maybe involve a lot of yes, defense first absolutely so drones are the early adopters but ticket sizes in terms of revenue it's less nonetheless revenue second is yes dro- defense so we have discussed multiple pilot projects with the missile cluster um 
tiny projects as i said just to establish credibility so defense and of course then space would kick in so from from the things that you would want to have in the next 12 months or so good luck with all the proposals that we have made you've made and the outcomes for it but beyond those proposals i guess the most important aspect of this is capital and that's what probably you will be looking for anything else that you would be looking out for nothing specific there's the union budget coming up i think we have some expectations there so yeah just the hope of that government eases up in a lot of areas government itself has ambitious plans but eases up in a lot of areas right from funding how to get access to capital get access to market um easier regulations all of that i think the government has a lot of tedious job to do while we need to build and test our solid rocket engines in the coming year so yeah great apurva i think what you're doing is extremely difficult and needs a lot of patience and commitment and good luck with everything that you are doing you are breaking your head into a problem that is extremely challenging to a large extent but yeah i mean it's kudos to you and your co-founders to having gone into an area which is super challenging and i'm pretty sure that there'll be a lot of interesting things that gets out of this and maybe even inspires a lot of other people and the government to also make some changes so thank you so much for spending the time with me in talking about everything and i would love to keep in touch and be supportive as i can be and good luck with everything that you sure no no thanks to you for providing such a platform for all of us to speak all of various stakeholders to speak and you guys are also doing an immense amount of good work with spaceports so all the best to you too with sat search and everything you do yeah thank you so much thank you for listening in to this episode of the new space india podcast if you enjoyed this conversation Please share this episode with anyone you believe will enjoy listening to it. You'll be able to find the New Space India podcast in any of the podcasting platforms that you may be using, including Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube and others. Do subscribe to the podcast in case you want to receive new episodes automatically. I'm grateful if you're able to leave a rating for the podcast, which will help others discover it. Thank you for listening in again and the next episode will be out in the next 2 weeks as usual.